So coming up this week in our country, we have a very big celebration. We'll celebrate the 4th of July, our nation's Independence Day, when we remember and celebrate so many of the freedoms that we enjoy as Americans. And I want to read to you just one sentence from the Declaration of Independence. And I think it'll be very familiar to most of you. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. What a beautiful statement that the founding of our country was based on. It's at the core of who we are as Americans. We enjoy these freedoms. And God bless America that we live in this great place where we have the freedom uh, to do the, the things that we need to do, specifically to worship in the way that we know is good and correct. And there's that one line in there that says, all men are created equal. And if we think about this in a certain way, we see that that's manifestly untrue, right? There's plenty of inequality in the world. For instance, many of you out there are probably better singers than me, maybe better cooks than me, maybe better artists or musicians, better athletes, smarter than me, all sorts of things like that. Statistically, about 75% of you would be terrified to be up here right now speaking to this crowd. I kind of like it. And so the Lord has given me that gift, right? We all have certain gifts. We're all lacking in certain areas. There's lots of inequality. So what did our founding fathers mean with that statement that all men are created equal? Well, of course, we have to look deeper than that. And we see that all men are created equal because we're all created in the image and likeness of God. We are all given the gifts of an intellect and a will. We all have the ability to know and understand things. And then through that, we're able to choose things. We have freedom. And ultimately, because of all of this, we're able to love. And it's in that love that we are truly the image of our Creator. This is how we're all equal. This is what separates us from the rest of the animals. And this is where our true dignity lies, and that ability to know and to choose and to love. And it's rooted in that dignity that we have that freedom. And it's so interesting that our founding fathers knew that. It's in our dignity as sons and daughters of God the Father that we should be free. Okay, now hold on to that as we look at our gospel this morning. I want to focus on the middle section of the gospel where the woman with the hemorrhage touches Jesus' cloak and then she's healed. At first glance, when we see this gospel or when we hear it, we can think to ourselves, okay, this woman's got a hemorrhage. I'm sure that was not a fun thing for her, but it doesn't seem like the worst thing in the world either. I mean, she wasn't blind, you know, she wasn't possessed by a demon or anything like that. She wasn't dead or nearly dead. And yet Jesus still saves her. But we have to look at this through the lens of the Jewish culture of the time. Because of this hemorrhage, because of this affliction that she had, she was always ritually impure. She never would have been able to go through the purification rites that the Jews went through. And this would have meant that she would have been ostracized from the rest of society. She couldn't have been around normal people because if she had touched them, then they would have become unclean too. 
So she had to stay isolated. She couldn't go to the market. She couldn't go and get water for her family. Most importantly, she couldn't go to the temple and offer worship with the rest of the Jews. She was totally isolated because of this affliction. And because of all those things, that was a serious affliction for her. Those 12 years that she had it must have been very lonely, very dark. She must have suffered greatly with this affliction. And yet, it's through her faith that she finds freedom. She says to herself, gosh, if I can only just touch the cloak of Jesus Christ, the one thing I know I'm not supposed to do to anybody, if I can just touch him, I know that I will be healed. And Jesus says, it's through your faith that you have been healed today. She found freedom through her faith. And brothers and sisters, that's the lesson that we need to take from this gospel today. Our freedoms need to always be rooted in our faith in Jesus Christ. We have lots of freedoms in this country. Many of them are good, but not all of the things that you're free to do are good for you. For instance, you could sit on your couch all day and eat cheeseburgers. You're free to do that. It's not good for you. It's not good for your body. You're free to spend all day on social media, Facebook, Twitter, whatever else there is. You're free to do that. It's not good for you. It's not good for your mind. In this country, you can get an abortion. That's not good, obviously. There are things that we're free to do that we shouldn't do. And our freedom always has to be guided by our faith. Our faith has to be the source of our freedom. The fact that we're beloved sons and daughters of God the Father has to be the source of our freedom in everything that we do. And so, brothers and sisters, we are called, especially as Catholics, to reach out and touch Jesus and to be healed of our afflictions. What better way to do that than to come to Mass? receive Jesus in the Eucharist. He really is here, sacramentally, physically. We're able to actually touch him when we receive the Eucharist. We are meant to be healed through this sacrament. We're meant to receive the healing grace of Jesus Christ. We're meant to receive healing from him in the confessional. Gosh, what a powerful way to give him our afflictions, to give him our problems give him everything that ails us, to actually reach out and receive the mercy that he has for us in that sacrament. What a beautiful thing. What a privilege as Catholics to receive Jesus in the Eucharist, to have our sins forgiven in the confessional. And what a beautiful thing that it is that we live in America where we can do these things freely. No one's going to keep us from doing it. No one's going to hassle us for celebrating these sacraments. The only one keeping it, keeping you from these sacraments is yourself. Don't stay in the isolation. Don't stay in the fear, the anxiety, the worry. Give your sins to Jesus. Reach out and receive the grace that he has for you because that is where our true peace lies. So brothers and sisters, in this mass and in this week, 
when we celebrate the great freedoms that we have, let us be thankful to Jesus Christ that we live in this beautiful country. God bless America. But let us also continue to use our freedoms in the right way, to have our freedom always rooted in our faith first, so that we can be those good disciples that Jesus Christ calls us to be, so that we can have true joy, true happiness, and the true peace that each one of us really desires in our hearts.